Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to www.legacynb.com. Now enjoy this time of prophetic ministry from one of our services. Prophetic team, go ahead and come on up. Now, one of the things that we do in the encounter service is we, um, we activate a team of people who are willing to be taught and coached on the fly because I train people in the deep end of the pool. That's what I tell them. I kick you out in the deep end of the pool, and don't worry, I'm there with a the life jacket. But, um, but when we train um, those prophetic activation labs, those are just the activation, activation. That's just practice, practice. That's for anybody and everybody. Come and participate in those. And actually, um, what I didn't mention on that Saturday um, in the afternoon, I'm actually going to be doing a prophetic processing time. So the first two hours, hours will be an activation of just activation, activation. That's why the prerequisite training, um, that five hours, it lays down the biblical basis of prophetic ministry because we still believe the Holy Spirit still moves. He didn't stop doing it. <laughs> so, um, so we want to practice again, hearing God for ourselves and hearing God for other people. So all of us up here are still practicing. We're all still practicing. They're just willing to stand in front of you and break off the fear of man and to step into the gift and to practice giving that gift. But I also may be doing some coaching and training up here too, so they're willing to do that in front of you guys as well. So I know that takes a little bit of courage, so keep that in mind as they're releasing words. But the second half of that training and that activation, the uh, one, uh, one to three in the afternoon, what I'll be doing is a training on prophetic processing. You got a word, now what? Okay, and I tell people all the time, Write it down. We have the recordings on the live stream. Go back and write it down and treasure and steward that word like it was a rhema word from the Lord. It's a rhema word from the Lord. Steward it like you do the logos word, okay? You pray into it, though. You got to test it. There are more scriptures about testing, hearing, discerning, judging, right, to make sure it lines up with the heart of the Father, his character, and who he is. It needs to resonate within you. Sometimes a prophetic word, a lot of the time, actually, it's a confirmation of something God's already been talking to you about. He's just wanting you to know, yeah, it's me, okay? Um, but then there's also sometimes um, pr prophetic words can be forthtelling, and sometimes they're also foretelling. So foretelling is what we think of, this is what's coming in the future. But forthtelling is also an invitation of right now, if we don't say it, the opportunity is gone, right? So it takes courage for us to step out and to release those as well because it's a partnering. When we say something, the Holy Spirit decides, yeah, I'm on that one, right? So that is a receiving, an invitation. So sometimes we'll also get a word of knowledge, which is not a prophetic word. A word of knowledge is factual information I should not know about you. Sometimes the language we use or the information, we don't even know sometimes if it's a word of knowledge, but not all prophetic words are word of knowledge. So if I say to you, hey, I see you painting, blah, 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 and I, you know, I call you basically out like an artist, and you're like, no, that's not me. I'm not an artist. Well, that might be um, an invitation into that, okay? It may also be a, um, an an analogy or something else. So it's really, it's going to be up to you. There's revelation, interpretation, and application in the prophetic word. We receive a revelation. We try to interpret it the best of our ability to give it to you. Application is up to you. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, I also want to say to you that prophetic ministry in this house is always new covenant. New covenant prophecy is to edify, exhort, and give comfort. It draws you into the heart of the Father. We do not call out sin. We do not call out wrong, bad, negative things. That is not what we do here. That <clears throat> is poor prophetic ministry. That's Old Testament prophetic ministry. And honestly, no one should be correcting you in public like that because we don't deal in shame. 
right? We talked about it even this morning and even in the worship. Like, I really believe that's actually a corporate word I'm going to release later about shame and fear, the top two weapons the enemy loves to use. And we're coming out of fear and out of shame, right? Because we're on the other side of it. So I want you guys to remember that as well. That is not good prophetic ministry. That's not what we'll do here. Um, So, team, we ready? Who's got one ready? So, um, can you hear me? Okay. So I have a word for, well, I'm so excited. Tyler is here. I met him at Costco, and uh, I was praying, like, give me a divine encounter, and then Tyler was highlighted. So I just said, and, you know, we just chatted, like, a couple of minutes, and then I asked him to come to church. And so it took him a couple of weeks, and he finally came. And so I have been praying for Tyler you know, on and off, and I even asked our, our team to pray for us, pray for him, and and the Lord, um, I really feel like the Lord is saying, okay, this is uh, my impression, um, that God, you know, the scripture in Romans, it says, God will give grace whom he will give grace, and you are especially chosen, but especially because you walk in spirit of humility, meaning you're always humble and you're always willing. And therefore, the Lord is going to chase you down with the blessing. And I feel like that it, you have special, um, I don't want to scare you, but, I, you know, you don't, this doesn't mean you have to go into ministry or anything like that. Where you have influence, God is going to increase your influence because of your attitude and because of your humility and because you're always seeking and say how do I do this better that you are very teachable feel like the Lord is saying that that is your superpower your humility and your teachability is your superpower therefore God is going to pour out his grace whether you are having a business effort or um, connection and whatever it is and even in your spiritual life the Lord is going to increase that. And I also heard the Lord say that you're always looking out for someone else's, other people's interest. So therefore, he's going to take care of everything that y- concerning you. Um, so when she started talking, I immediately got um, the image of David. That's the first thing that came to, to mind is because he stepped out in boldness. And I feel like just stepping out in that boldness that the Lord is tearing down your Goliath. And it's not by your strength and by your might, but it's because you've allowed his shields and his protection to be wrapped around you. So I do, I, I um, just release that that Goliath is going down. And um, like Mia said, that, that realm of influence, it wasn't for yourself, but it's going to break it's going to break something because Goliath just didn't do it for himself, but it was for his people. And so I do feel like there's something powerful that the Lord is doing in that. When we came up here, you were the first person that was highlighted to me. So when she called you, she was the first one to speak and she called you out. That wasn't a surprise to me. Um, I totally agree with everything that they've said. I, the word that came, the word that I saw over your head was speaker um, and, and to me, that's uh, you have a winning s- smile, uh, a presence that is um, very welcoming, and people uh, like to come up to you and talk to you. And I think you don't know a stranger. Does that does that hit with you? Does do you know what I mean by that? You're, you you can make friends with anybody. Yeah. Okay. So so you have that kind of evangelistic spirit. I, I'm not saying that God's calling you to be a street evangelist or anything like that. Don't 
but if that's what you feel, you know, take whatever God is, is calling you to. But that's the gifting that he's given you is that easiness to come into uh, people's lives and speak the truth into their lives. So um, just if that's hitting home with you, I think that's how he's going to use you. And I release that over you, that uh, that evangelistic spirit that um, everybody that you come into contact with would um, ask you questions and open up the door for you to speak the truth into their lives. So you were highlighted as well. I had three people highlighted, and you were one of them. So what I heard was freedom, and I feel like you live a very free life of not having all that religious junk on you. But I also saw like the enemy almost like tagging a wall, like trying to graffiti, trying to add things to you that shouldn't be there, like bits of shame and fear or whatever, um, that you're like thinking and double guessing yourself. I feel like you've been doing that a little bit and he's trying to play with you and try and tie you down. So I just declare no, cut it all off. I feel like almost like tying you down, like literally with ropes, like he's trying to attach it one by one. So I just say gone and you have that freedom and live in that freedom. And exactly what they were saying, you are supposed to share that freedom with others because others are tied down completely. But when they see a free man, they see hope and they know that they can be like that too and that you will bring that to them and that freedom will, and the ropes will break off of them as well. So I just bless you with that, Tyler. Okay, so super strange. Um, Tyler, it's Tyler, right? I, I see you as a singing tennis player. Like, and I just keep, I know, tennis ball player. And you're on the court and you're singing, singing, singing. And these balls keep coming and coming. And you never miss a ball, but they go straight up to heaven. So I feel like you are like a, either an evangelist or you're called to talk to people about Jesus and Jesus' love, because I also see love all over you. Like, you are a love warrior. Your weapon is love. And I just wanted to share that with you, because it's, it's a strange vision, but that's what I see over you is a singing tennis player. <laughs> okay, um, the next one. So, um, I'm going to come this way. <laughs> I, um, I, I cannot remember your name. I'm sorry. Caleb's mom. Yvonne, um, I've had this word for you for a while, so I just want to release it because it's really beautiful. Um, you are surrounded by um, God, by Jesus, because you wear the armor of God. And he wants you to know that the armor of God is righteousness, peace, I can't remember all of them, salvation, like that's Jesus. You are surrounded by Jesus. There is nothing that can touch you, and he will always provide for you, and he will always be there for you, and you don't ever have to worry because he's, he's closer to you than your skin. And I don't, I don't know if this is a prophetic word, but you've got it. You know what you're supposed to do? Do it. Don't be afraid. Does that make sense? Okay. okay. So, um, Yvonne, God just reminded me that I had a dream a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of briefly told Yvonne, mentioned that to her, but I felt like the Lord is unpacking that she was in a chaplain school. She was a chaplain school and she was becoming a chaplain in my dream. I wasn't. So I was asking the Lord and the Lord, I feel like the Lord is saying that you were in a season of training and you are really rooted and grounded in your theology. It doesn't have to come from school, but theology of who God is, is very solid. And therefore you will be able to minister 
you know, how chaplain goes into the hospitals and people who are sick. And so I feel like especially those who are wounded, that you will be able to release healing over them through the experiences that you have. That's this theology that comes from your experience with the Father. And so you will be able to release that love of God and comfort and peace of the Lord to all the people that you encounter. So, as your sister, <laughs> I know you way too well. <laughs> but I just want to break the words that you don't have the words. Because, as she said, is that it's not about what you have, but it's about what God has given you. And just like he did for Moses, he will give you those words and you will not stumble. You will fly. And so I just break the I can'ts off of you. And I just release I can because of him. That's good. You got another one? Somebody else? Does anybody want to add to that? Oh, you want to add on? Um, I hear God saying over you, you're not a second son. And historically, second sons wouldn't get the inheritance. The first son would always get the inheritance. And so the second sons would always have to find glory of their own and go conquest for their own, riches and their own means. But God is sending you out as a conquester, but not because you don't already have an inheritance, because you already received the inheritance, and now you're claiming more land for the Father and more hearts. And I want to tell you, Yvonne, that I saw two giant angels, one behind each of your boys, very tall, very security-like. Um, and I tell you this because I, f I feel like you're worried for your boys because you're a single mama, that there's not a protection over them. But the Lord knows that, so he provides. And I want you to know these, guys, these angels are huge. And also when they're next to you, it's just cool because they're like shoulder to shoulder. I don't even know where your angel's at. The Lord ain't showing me it. But their angels are so big that they're taking up your spot too. So you're also protected by them. And so I want you to know to have no fear of protection because the Lord provides. And he's watching over your boys and he's watching over you. And he gave you your boys to also help watch over you. Yeah. Yeah. Newer? Yeah. Newer? Yeah. Um, Yvonne, I just feel like uh, the enemy's really been trying to... to get you focused on and, and live in, uh, to some degree, shame, and that God's showing me that it's like a paper-thin, wispy covering over you that you can just blow on, and it'll be gone. And every limit that the enemy said is on you through that is a lie. And Jesus tells you it's lies, all lies. You can soar, daughter. <laughs> Okay, I have one for the kid in the gray shirt back here. Your dad's sitting in the white shirt next to you. Yeah, you. What's your name? Caleb. Okay. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what I was feeling on you is um, I, I feel like the Lord is calling you to worship to unlock leadership. The Lord's put leadership on your life, but to unlock it in tandem the more you worship God, the more he's going to unlock the leadership capacity in you. And I feel like, I guess that's your sister maybe sitting next to you, um, that she's the one that normally sings. But the Lord's put something in your hands 
um, he's going to put something in your hands. I, I don't know if it's an instrument or something to steward as a form to worship. And um, as you do that, the Lord's going to unlock leadership in you. Caleb, I saw the word. This often happens to me. It's like a, a neon sign over your head, and and um, the the word in in your pl your place is intercessor. So um, and to me that that means a lot of things. It means worshiper. It means prayer partner. It means lots of things. But in your case, God really loves it when you reach out to other people and share their grief or their sorrow or their pain or whatever, you help them, you lift them up. And, and I think that you do that often. Uh, it seems like something that, that uh, happens if you, in your life. I hope that hits home. Caleb, I heard the Lord say that you actually have a teacher gifting in you, that there is, um, you have wisdom beyond your, your age, um, and that you're a deep thinker, and that you love to study when most people don't like to study, or you like to study the things you like. Let me clarify that. You like to study the things that you like, <clears throat> but there's a reason for that, because the Lord's going to highlight the stuff that you're really interested in for a reason, like he does with all of us. But th there's something very specific about that, that's going to draw you in, that he's going to add to. And I feel like there's development that's happening. And I would add on to that, that leadership development, that peace or whatever, there's no pressure in it, um, that it'll be according to his timing for you to unlock. So there's no pressure in it. There's no performance in it. But there's just this real a sweet place when they said worship. You know, worship is about being in the secret place with the Lord, with him. He will guide you. He will show you how to do that. But I also feel like um, the student part, he's really highlighting, like in terms of being a student because of the teaching gift, um, like what you learn you can't help but share and tell people about. But to, but to pay attention that you're not to tell everybody everything. Like there's something to that, to having wisdom to know who's going to receive it. The scripture that comes to mind is don't throw your pearls to swine, right? Treasure the wisdom the Lord gives you and then ask him to highlight who am I to share this with, who will receive this, who will steward this well. I feel like there's actually a prophetic gifting on you that's going to come out of some of that, but it's going to come out of study first. So I hope that makes sense. New word. New word. Hey, um, lady in the yellow shirt. I don't remember your name. What's your name? Yes. Kristen? Krista. Okay. Uh, I felt like God said spitfire when I looked at you. And um, I know we think of that in a certain way, but I feel like God said even more the spitfires from World War II were planes that um, England built that turned the tide. Uh, they were built for speed and interception. And I feel like God's saying, you are loaded with that uh, for bringing the kingdom and, and coming against the works of the enemy. I also feel like you said you were a live wire and that you're fully connected to him. You've got everything you need to do those things and function fully in the kingdom. And um, the, the third thing I got was um, that you're just, I, I'm not sure how to interpret it, but I'm just going to give it to you. Uh, I felt... When I saw your shirt, I thought of pollen and just being covered with pollen. And, um, and that, that speaks of, uh, you know, bearing fruit, the future of bearing fruit. So when she brought up Spitfires, 
um, immediately what came to mind is their job and their job and and this is what i think god is using you for um, their job was to clear the way for the bombers their job was to clear out all the fighters for the bombers a and your um, task in whatever your ministry is 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 to intercess and shoot out those um, those missiles for lack of a better word, to uh, clear the way for the, the uh, bomber to come and drop the love bombs on, on these people, that, that God would send someone along with you to carry the message, or, but, but your job is to intercess and, and clear the way. So, anyways. So, I feel like God is going to give you strategy in prayer that it's not going to be things that you pray and you're just saying, God, do this, God, do that. But they're actually going to be God's strategies that come in. And you're going to pray out, like, prophetic intercession, what he's asking you to do. And I actually believe that there's actually going to be some things he's going to have you actually do that are going to bring in something prophetic into the land. Do you want me to do a new word? Okay, so I'm going to prophesy over this family right here real quick. Um, I keep... There's two things I want to say. I keep hearing the word, this, the house, the house, the house is on fire. And then, and then the, the, the fire is spreading to your neighbors. And the neighbors are actually, I see that they're calling the fire station because they're burning down. But they're burning with the love for the Lord. And you guys are the ones that are spreading it. And I also, Tammy, last week saw you and your daughters in the streets of New Braunfels dancing and bringing in a revival downtown New Braunfels. Y'all were dancing and singing. And I'm going to come with you, so invite me, please. So just letting you know, I mean, the house is on fire. So whenever I see Mark and Rebecca, I just like immediately think of beach. I don't know what it is. Like it's like I can feel the breeze of the beach and then I can like hear and smell the ocean. So I feel like the Lord has placed you like the ocean represents the world. And you know, and you say the words of the Lord is as many as the sands of the sea. So I feel like you guys are so prophetic and gifted. And then you're going to, just like sands of the sea, you're going to hear the word and you will have a word to say to the people. And I think especially, I feel like the Lord is calling you to young people. Like, you know, you have so many kids. And then young people, like your kids, friends, and, you know, and their coworkers, and then somebody that they're influenced. So it starts in your like family and then the neighborhood and it's going to spread like ocean and then you would like hear and incline your ear the lord is going to continue to speak to you and it's going to be like beach life you know you have to flow yeah and flow and you just walk and then you hear the lord and you speak and that's what's going to happen yeah i bless you guys you guys are special <laughs> like can i have a new word okay so I've been, where is Arena? Did she, is she there? Okay. So um, I have been praying for Arena ever since I found out that this is her last Sunday. And um, just like her hair, you know, like it's so noticeable, but it's so beautiful and it compliments so well. Immediately I heard this light of mine. I am not a singer. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So 
And then I went down to song. I don't know this song very well. I did not grow up here in, in America, so I don't know the songs at all. This is amazing that I remember this song. All around the neighborhood, I'm going to let it shine. There's just so much will in that statement. I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to hide it. It may be like, you know, like a hair that you put on as a statement piece. But everything you do is so beautiful, Arena. Just like those piano songs they play. And you may think, like, this is not going to make that much difference. I'm so little, but your light is going to shine to those who need to see it. And your will, they say, I'm just going to do this. And then God is going to, boom, highlight it. And it's going to, like, increase it. And it's going to multiply it. And you're going to make a difference. Like, you can't hide under the bush. It says, hide it under the bush? No. I'm going to let it shine. Like, you have, there's, like, a lot of feisty will, like, kind of like your hair, going back to your hair again. You know, it's just so cute and amazing and beautiful. And the Lord is going to use your strength. Uh, to make the world better and brighter and release the light of Jesus. So, and I think that everything you do is, is, even whether you realize it or not, I feel like it is a prophetic act. And it, that it's on purpose. Maybe you don't realize like it's on purpose, but God is using it on purpose because he, he uses everything. And so, you know, the color of your hair is red. It's that, that fire, though she be small, she be mighty, right? And so, and that's what I see over you, you know, small but mighty and just um, releasing that fire. It's, um, sometimes I, when I teach class, people come up to me and they're, they're like, I didn't realize you were so little. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, it's, it's the presence of the Lord that you carry, that people aren't, you know, when they see you, your presence is 10 times bigger than maybe on, in the tangible um, here on earth. So I just release that over you. Good. Hello, Miss Savannah. <laughs> I, you were highlighted when I saw you walking up to church this morning because you were just so joyful that you stood out like so much and just like how happy you were to just, just be happy. <laughs> and so I knew that I was going to have a word for you today and I noticed your shoes, how they almost look like, like a Roman soldier shoes, but like simplified, not as many annoying straps to deal with. So <laughs> I felt like you were like a simple warrior, how it's just, it's easy, and you don't have to struggle with trying to do all the little ties and straps and all these little things, that it's just so simple and so easy, and that it just brings you so much joy to do that. It's because you're carrying Smilo. <laughs> Milo, Smilo, right? You, you can't help but smile. So you're literally carrying joy inside of you. So Savannah, I just keep hearing the Lord say, you're a good mom. You are qualified. You're going to be amazing. There's a confidence of the Lord. And you're just going to be so amazing. Do not let any fear come into your heart about being a mom. You're going to be amazing mom because your heart is full of love. And then you will continue to ask the Lord. And you're going to seek advice from good moms all around you. And you're going to live in the community of people. So you're going to teach Teach people as to how to be a mom. Bless you. Amen. I do have a new word. Okay, this is for Rebecca. 
So Rebecca was telling me a little story before Pastor Jay started talking. We had to shut down right before the climax of the story. It was so amazing. Oh, my God, I can't wait to hear it finish the story. And, you know, like her, her eyes is like full of fire. And her heart is just full of emotions. And she's experiencing it all over again. And the Lord says, that's your superpower. That how you feel so deeply, do not be ashamed of that. Because it is a power of God that is in you to feel such pain, but yet such joy at the same time. It's just like such a mystery that is going inside of you. When you speak forth those stories, people are captivated by your passion. And it comes alive. So I feel like you're supposed to be a storyteller evangelist. And as you tell your life story, people's lives are going to be changed. And they're going to experience it as you tell the story. And so you say, what is my life purpose? Well, all the experiences that you have, you know, all the amazing stories that I don't know all, but I can't wait to hear. And those stories are going to be a testimony that's going to bring victory in so many people's life as it has in your life and your family's life. And you have this legacy, like your father's legacy is not what you were telling me earlier, but he's a victorious, amazing man. I don't know how it ended, but I know already can feel it. So that, that legacy is con going to continue to carry on in your children. I mean, look at amazing your daughter that, you know, she has, she's such an evangelist too. So thank you. Bless you. You are a blessing to the body of Christ. Um, the man in the back with the green shirt. Lynn? I saw these scales on your shoulders and that you're very justice-oriented or you like things balanced. Um, and I saw there's a lot of um, things in regard to your faith that you see one way or another. And I feel like God in this season is adding, like I saw black pebbles on one side and white pebbles on another. And he's balancing out your viewpoints and balancing out your understanding, specifically when it comes to perspective over others. And he's balancing those weights out so that when weights are balanced, they're a lot easier to carry. And I feel like you're actually going to be able to hold more balances and more perspectives. And even just like your wisdom is going to be enhanced as those things begin to balance out and it's easier to carry. Um, I feel like, Lynn, when she said the word justice, that really, that really, I felt that um, in you, and that I know that there's a righteousness for justice in you, and to want to see justice served, um, and as you minister, and as you um, speak to, especially the men, where there have been, I feel like you're actually going to see the scales of, of justice on them, where it's been off-centered, you're going to actually add on and write what was wronged by by the words of your encouragement and by the things that you're going to be speaking and praying. And I feel like that does have to do with the with the inner healing, but I do feel like it's relational as well. Like you're just going to see where wrongs have been wrongs were done and you're going to write them by your declarations, by your prayer life, by your declarations, not only for them individually, but to the Lord in your prayers. I feel like he's elevating that intercessor inside of you um, because you have, you have sought out that wisdom um, to be able to know what to speak and what to say and what not to say, that you've actually been working to balance your tongue, even to know when to speak truth and when to hold things and how to say it the way the father would want to say it, that you've studied yourself in doing that. So I feel like the Lord's going to actually increase that in you. Thank you. Um, do you have a burning word? Okay. Um, I, I, sorry, I don't know names really well, but in the green dress, you're 
do worship up here. Um, so earlier I was just watching worship and God started talking to me about you and when you're in your secret time with him and he's showing you what he's doing. And I feel like what he wants you to know is that as you are worshiping him in your secret place and he begins to show you what it is he's doing, that this is a regional thing. And he wants you to worship into that because you're meant for more than just this house in terms of what you're doing in worship, that it is actually for the region and that through you doing what God is asking you to do and worshiping, uh, prophetic worshiping, God is going to be doing things throughout the region and we're going to see it all over. Um, I'm just going to release a corporate word. You guys can go ahead and go sit down. Um, can you guys give them a hand? It takes courage to stand up here and release words. I want to remind you guys a couple of things. One, if you heard somebody else release a word just because you weren't called doesn't mean that's not for you too. God's no respecter of persons, right? Even though he has favorites, we're all his favorite. <laughs> but... Um, but I really feel like there's a corporate word that the Lord wanted me to release today. And I had lots of confirmations this morning as we were talking about shame and fear and breaking off some stuff. And the Lord, I kept seeing this. And I kept feeling like some of you have been shamed. And someone has pointed the finger in your face and has done this little shame on you, shame on you. And I'm like, Lord, what is that about? He's like, I want to break shame off of people. So that was just a confirmation of some of the things that were already said earlier. But I also feel like the Lord said, those of you who've had the finger in your face, he says, grab your own finger. And you tell the enemy, and, and I know people might not hear him saying this, I know, but I'm going to say it anyway. The one person you can say go to hell is the devil. So you take your finger and you say you to the enemy and you tell him where to go. I feel like the Lord is releasing a greater level of authority whoa, in the room. Because as you come into the understanding of the fullness of who you are in Christ, you can tell the enemy to shut up and go to hell and you point to him and where he's supposed to go. You send him to the feet of Jesus and let Jesus deal with him. But then you seated in heavenly places in Christ. You come up higher, right? And love conquers all fear. Perfect love, right? Casts out all fear. Why? Because fear is about punishment or torment. Look it up. Study that one scripture in 1 John. Perfect love casts out fear because fear is about punishment, oh, no, I'm going to be in trouble, or torment. And some of you have been tormented by some things, and that is about deliverance and freedom coming to break off that fear. There's been a spirit of fear that has been manifested all through the COVID stuff and all the things, and there's all kinds of fear-mongering happening with inflation and blah, 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 and it's a lie. Like, it's a lie. We live in the kingdom of God, right? And there is no lack we do not follow the world's economy. We follow the kingdom economy. And so I believe that people of truth, as you study yourself approved and you study the word of God in truth, there is a level of increase in authority that is coming on the body of Christ right now. And I believe that he is giving you permission to speak that which is not as though it were and to step into that. I feel like that is a now invitation. Some of you need to be able to stand up and say, no longer. This is no longer going to happen. Do you hear the passion in my heart right now? The fire of God has got to arise in you. This is not arrogance. 
This is confidence in God. This is not confidence in myself. This is confidence in God. It's about authority. It's about authority. And I'm trying really hard not to manifest right now and freak everybody out. But I'm going to tell you that every manifestation I judged, I got. Whoa. So I'm trying to restrain myself, and I'm telling you this on purpose because when the Lord takes over, sometimes I can't help it. And I feel like I had to let people know that, and I had to let the worship team know that because when I came back from soaking with a whole bunch of other people, and I got wrecked, and I manifested in ways that freaked me out, okay? I'm just telling you this on purpose, because the manifestations are going to come in a greater manner, because the power of God is going to be seen in a greater way. The Lord is going to do some things, because we've been asking for him to do them. We've been saying, God, come and have your way. We're making room for you. We're declaring these things, and he is saying, are you really ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you really ready? Are you really ready? You say that you want it. You say that you want revival. Are you really ready? Because it's coming and it's here. I don't know what you guys are watching, but I know where I'm going and what I'm watching and what I'm seeing is revival is breaking out all over the place. Revival is breaking out all over. And what is revival? Revival starts right here inside of our own hearts. But if we're constantly looking at our own stuff, we got nothing to give to anybody else. We got to get over it. Okay, now I am a counselor by trade. <laughs> I am an inner healing minister. I know that some stuff takes time, but it doesn't have to. God lives outside of time. Okay, you go on your journey with the Lord. Please hear me. There's no condemnation in Christ. I am not judging you. I'm not condemning you. I'm not criticizing your journey. You're on your own journey with the Lord. But I also know that there is a place with some things where you can just decide. I'm done. This is over. And you can tell the enemy that's enough. And I believe that when you step into this place of confident authority, as you intercede with the Lord, you are saying what he is saying to things. You are saying no longer. This is no longer my identity. What happened to me in the past is not who I am. God gets to say who I am. This is what's going to happen in my family. This is what's going to happen in my home. You don't get to take that one out, Satan. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me? The authority of the body has to arise to a new level if we're going to see the stuff that he's releasing right now. And it comes by the greatest passion and power is not just by fire. Do you hear me? I'm passionate. There is fire inside of me. It's shut up in my bones. And we have to come to a place where we're so hungry that we want to see it. It's got to be a place of desperation where we've got to want it. We've got to have the fire of God come upon us in such a way that we don't care what it looks like. We don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm a fool for Jesus. Who's fool are you? We have to love him more. And we have to love the people who are hurting more than what it means to us. And this is what he's releasing right now. He's releasing. Listen, it's been here all along. It's been here all along since the day he resurrected, but the revelation has to come. Whoa. Whoa. What is revelation? It's not information. Jay said it. He totally confirmed this word. Revelation is to be revealed. It's to be on display. Revelation means I know this like the back of my hand. I don't need my notes. It comes out of here. It comes out of a place of passion. Look at what you're passionate about. 
and clean it up. Some of you got to clean it up. There's no condemnation in Christ, but there is also authority in the Father that says, clean it up. Clean up your messes. Okay? But purity is coming to the body of Christ in such a way where holiness becomes a place where we step in. We don't earn it. We're not trying to work it out. Jesus already paid for it. We just step in and reveal. We step in and reveal. But the passion and the fire of the Lord. But I'm going to tell you this other thing. As he released this a little while ago. Joy is the superpower. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I keep saying this scripture over and over and then with him. Just agree with him. When we confess, do you know what confessing your sins means? It means come into an agreement with what he's saying. Confess it. That doesn't mean beat yourself up. That means just say what he's saying. This is sin. This is not. Here's where I'm going. This is who I am. That's not who I am. This is what he says about me. We have to come into this place of authority as a believer. It is an invitation for the Lord to say now. He's like, now. He's like, I'm doing things. Stop asking for it to come and partner with me because it's happening now. It's been happening, and it's happening now. And it's as we partner with him in joy. Come on, say joy. It's joy. (laughs) It is prophetic that, that we have the kids learning about. Let's just laugh at that. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Strength. Joy is a power. It is a superpower. Because we're seated in heavenly places in Christ, right? And we're up here. God is the one who sits on his throne and laughs. Why do the nations rage? (laughs) Right? It's joy. It's joy. We should be the happiest, most joyful, positive-thinking people. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand hard stuff. I understand hard situations. But circumstances do not determine who we are and what we say and what we think and what we believe. And I believe that right now the corporate word for the body is come into authority in who he says that you are. We can't just keep saying it and thinking it. There's action that has to be taken. Some of you have been waiting to do some things. Oh, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the green light from God. God is like, it's green. It's green until I say red. It's green until I say red. As long as you're in alignment with me, if you're in me, you're in Christ, and he is releasing new things right now. But I feel like fear and shame are the things that have been holding and tripping people up. Oh, no's, but what ifs. Oh, no's, but all the second guessing and the doubting and the oh, no's and what ifs. And the Lord is saying, stop it. Perfect love casts out all fear. Come and just grab my hand like a little child. I'm a five or three-year-old child grabbing Papa's hand and saying, let's go, Daddy. What do you want to do? Let's go. And there is no shame. There is no shame. I'm going to tell you right now, and I don't have time to preach a sermon, but I'm just going to tell you. Shame was dealt with on the cross because it's about worthlessness and he declared your value when he paid for you and if you have not said yes to Jesus if you have not fully given your life over to him if you're like I'll give you a little bit or I'll give it to you on Sunday mornings at church and I'll give it to you in certain times in certain places if you haven't fully just said yes to his love for you come do that today 
Get up here right now. Come do it right now because he's waiting. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. He's like, come, son, daughter. If you want to give your life fully to me, I will do amazing things through you. Because there is a partnership he's invited us into. Jay said it again today. He's like, it's not about those in here. It's about all of us out there. Many of the times when we release words, I have to say this part, you'll hear ministry and you'll hear they've even qualified. We're not trying to say you're an evangelist, but it just kind of feels like that. Or we're, we're not saying you have to do that because the reason why we're tempering that a little bit is because every time we release words or we say the word ministry, everybody thinks it's in the church house. Most of us are called out there. I'm going to say this, all of us are called out there. A few of us are called in here to lead here. We all have a place to serve in the family of God. Don't get me wrong. We all need everybody in here to do our part. But it's all of us out there. Where you are, God puts you there for a reason, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your family, for a reason. For a reason. So, Father, I thank you that you're releasing authority right now. As we release that revelation of who we are in you, God, let the fire of God burn inside of us. The passion for your name, Jesus, for your love overwhelms us. Your goodness, your kindness, it rises us up above all the circumstances into this place of love and hope and peace and joy, God. That no matter what's coming our way, we have a smile on our face because of you, Jesus, and your love for us. So we thank you, God. And we arise into who you say that we are. God, I ask that right now you stir up the hearts of those that you're calling to take an action that they have been waiting on. Lord, I ask that you fan it and just bug them, Lord. Just bug them all day today with it until it's done, until they do something with it, God. I thank you that you, Lord, are waiting on us. You have so much inside that you want to release in us. So we say yes to you. We receive it, God, and we thank you. You are so good. You are so kind, and you are so faithful, God. Release greater levels of faith in the room right now. Boldness, God. Lord, just in Acts 4, just in Acts 4, the disciples say, Lord, stretch out your hand and let your power move to heal. Lord, give us words that release boldness, that we may Declare the good news in boldness, Lord, in authority. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.